if you understand the business side of acting and you realize that you know this is a real dangerous trap that I might fall into, you know, just milk it because it's going to happen to maybe 90%, 99% of us. As creatives, we get really upset at the typecasting thing, but as people who need to eat and live, the typecasting thing can be a really good thing. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Yaku. And welcome back to Department Spotlight. It's a show where we talk to our friends and colleagues about, you know, doing what they do best in the film industry or theatre industry or whatever applies to their field. Today, we will be revisiting acting with three of our friends and colleagues from our previous movies. If you're listening to this podcast, remember that we are also a YouTube channel. So if you would like to see the films that today's guests are on, head on over to youtube.com slash pictures. So, without any further ado, let's get into it. Really excited to get into this. We already did an acting podcast a while ago, uh, but that was sort of like a actors asking actors questions. So this is going to be from Mark and I asking actors questions. So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be really cool. And and all of our acti- actor friends have been in Looped Pictures films before. So it's like a reunion. (laughs) My name is Adrienne Cameron Ellis. I am an actress. Um, I was in New York for about two years. I've been in South Africa for 11 months now in the industry. So hopefully going to go somewhere. My name is Leslahanolo Mukhampanyani, but most people just call me Lolo. For obvious reasons. And I am an actor. Okay. Hi, I am Kashfa Adams. I am a recent graduate of the Witt School of Arts, um, of course, the drama department. I am an actor. I also dabble in directing, stage managing, writing. So, you know, have my fingers in as many pies as I can. <laughs> let's, let's start it off nice and easy. Uh, why did each of you want to become an actor? That's easy, okay. <laughs> in high school, I had, I think this is a, for a lot of actors, we all had an extra mural or a drama teacher in the high school who made you think that this was a thing that you could do for the rest of your life. Um, I always wanted to be a lawyer when I was in high school and then around grade nine or grade 10, around subject choice year, my drama coach came up to me and he was like, uh, sorry. This is your future. This is a thing that you should do. I think you're good at it. I think you should do it. And yeah, I I did it. And now I'm still here. Well, the reason I became an actor was, it's an interesting one. It, for one, I, I knew that I didn't want to do like a nine to five kind of thing with my life. It, and then, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And the same with cash. Uh, high school came and I recently moved to a new high school and uh, I was lucky enough that one of the subjects they had was drama. And then after that, like I went to two lessons and then I just fell in love with it. Then I decided, I think this is what I want to do. And, and now I'm still doing it. 
Well, I mean, it's it's quite difficult to say, you know, because you listen to all these inspiring stories of why other people you know, wanted to become an actor or an actress. And but um, then you talk to someone who's like a lawyer or a, an engineer and whatever, and you ask them, so why did you decide to become a lawyer or an engineer? And they're like, I don't know. Um, I was good at math, and then, <laughs> that just never worked for me. So, in a way, it's it's because acting has always been inspiring in some form or another so uh yeah like also high school came for me and then I realized okay I don't have to be good at math anymore because now I can I've already decided like I'm gonna go into the arts industry and you know if I don't make it in the arts industry there is always the option of getting a job somewhere um okay so was there for each of you was there like uh, a movie that you saw or like a play that you saw? Maybe, I don't know, in, in um, high school, you they took you to this like theater and you just saw this thing and you're like, yes, that's that's the thing. What was the first sort of performance that you saw that really left an impression on you? At earliest one I can think of is actually even before high school. I went to a live show of, if I remember, was the Jungle Book. And... I just enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And what made it really important to me is I also went to go watch on my birthday. And so, I don't know, it was like maybe like a switch kind of almost flip. And it was like, maybe this. But I was like, oh, that's fun to watch. And then, I don't know, I just got intrigued, really. I must say intrigued is the right word because uh, you, you, you get like a little bit curious and then you go do some research about it and then you're like... Oh, and it's like a whole new world opens up for you. Uh, yeah. So for me, um, like I was tiny, probably. I, this is a movie that came out when I was like three. So it was like always on in my house. Um, I don't know if you guys remember The Prince of Egypt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cartoon, but I loved that movie so much. And um the voice acting and everything in there and I would that was I was like on constantly and then uh, every time I think about like really inspiring performances I think of those bloody cartoons <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean there are lots of other very inspiring yeah. performances but yeah that's something that always stuck with me it's so cool how like even animation can like um bring you to towards filmmaking you know what I mean like obviously as a child that's the thing that you watch the most but then not necessarily just a kid's movie, or it is a kid's movie, but there's something for the adults to also cling on to. And yeah. um, those are the things I think that really stick from animation. And I'm, yeah, I, I love animation as well. Yeah, and I must say DreamWorks are very good at getting the adults hooked as well. Like now, even oh. when I watch Prince of Egypt or something like that, it's like, oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's like really complex yeah. stories in some of these. Mm -hmm. Definitely, like the stuff that's on Netflix now, um, Over the Moon is brilliant. Um, the one about the, what do you call it? The theme park, I think it's Wonder Park or something like that is like amazing. Like we're sitting there going, oh my God, is that what happened? Like it's a thing that is meant for kids, you know? But yeah, definitely. I mean, animation is always a good time because um, it helps you escape. I think for me, the play, it wasn't the first play that I saw and it um, but it's just the one that sticks out to me the most was um, Waza Albert by Mongeni Emma. 
I yeah. saw it at the Market Theatre for the first time. The version I saw was directed by Prince Lamla. And um, it was the first time I think I had properly started getting into theatre as a thing at school. And I remember sitting there and as the show was going on, my mom kept asking me, can you do that? Can you do that? And then I was like, yeah, actually I can. And that's sort of the thing that the play that made me realize that, you know, this is what I want to do. <laughs> that's so cool. Were you like uh, older then, like in high school or? Yeah, it was high school. It was definitely high school. Awesome. Yeah, I was definitely quite a bit older, you know, because the plays are tensely physical and lots of singing. And, you know, there's a scene where they pull their pants down and stuff like that. So my mom was like, can you do that? Can you do that? Can you do that? You know, and that's when I was like, oh, I can. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, if if I can throw my my first like play in the mix, I uh, I saw The Lion King when I was like grade seven. We took a, I'm from Bloemfontein, but we took a, a a road trip with one of the I think it was the choir or whatever, <laughs> and uh, we we went to came to Monty in Johannesburg and we watched The Lion King. That was I think that that like left really a big impression on me. But I, it wasn't until like high school when I thought like oh filmmaking is a thing. <laughs> I think what made me um, love performance sort of not related to film since we mentioned a couple of theater things is in high school we never had like a theater um, subject like you could take one um, externally but um, there was a bunch of us who always did um, the raps play and it was oh, like cool. it was like a thing <laughs> at Hyde Park where um, yes. that was started as like a sort of not a not a sort of trend but um, a friend of mine Evan he did um, like an absurdist play that he wrote um, and directed and then the next year I think he did it again and then the year after that um, I directed uh, an absurdist play so we kind of like pa passed down this um this torch of like this group of um like theater performance kids when at our high school there wasn't really any of that unless you sort of paid for the um extra subject um yeah. but yeah and then i sort of fell in love with you know like waiting for godot and just absurd strange things and we always <laughs> we got the sort of um we were kind of like known for making absurd plays, which is cute. That's really cool though, because like I, I myself struggle actually with absurd plays because I'm, okay, my, my parents are very rational beings and I grew up in a pretty rational household. So um, when I watch them, sometimes I'm just like, this is fascinating. I have no clue what's going on. Um, but in the, in the similar, in a similar way, you know, for me, uh, when, when I really like made the decision to actually go into acting was um, actually just, I was having an, a, a debate um, on, I think it was euthanasia with uh, a few friends and uh, well, we were friends in, in this group, but it was in front of a whole, auditorium of people and then I decided you know what this is a comp this is just a performance I've already like written my script and whatnot but this is a performance and I loved it and then I went to do a bit of drama and uh, from then on just the the thrill 
thrill of being on stage just it was better than anything I'd done before because I like the music as well and sports and whatever and it was just yeah. Leading on for that, what um, do you look for specifically in a character uh, when choosing to accept the role or what gets you excited about um, a character? Um, it used to be, it used to be which character scares me the most. Like, oh, you know, that one is a little scary. Maybe I should stay away from that role. And then after a while, they, I, I didn't scare a lot. So then I started looking for more of relatability with me. Like, how, how much do I relate with this character? And will I be able to actually breathe actual life into him or her? I think for me, it's got to be the opposite. It's just sort of how far away the character is from me. The further away the character is, the easier it is. I wouldn't say easier, but like, I don't know what better word to use. The easier it is for the character to be portrayed. Um, I think for me, I struggle with stuff that's close to me um, because then it doesn't feel, doesn't feel like, um, like there's any effort being put into it, if that makes sense. So if the character yeah. brief is very close to my age and, you know, has my hair type and has sort of similar experiences to me, it's just like, okay, I'll say these lines then. But if the character is so far from me and, you know, from a different place in the world and it requires me to go online and check where they live and try and get an idea about their circumstances more and things, do more research about them more, those characters are the type that I enjoy because characters that are closer to me and more relatable it is a lot harder to find the different nuances to try and separate them from who I am. So I'm not just portraying myself on camera or on stage. Uh, I mean, this is quite a difficult question for me because I don't necessarily look for the character that I'm, I'm going to play. Like, um, so when, the, when they send you like the breakdown of your you know, the character, they usually include another character. Obviously, there's dialogue or whatever. But unless you're just doing a monologue, then, you know, you hope that the writing is good. So I always look at the writing first. And if if I don't feel like, you know, oh, there can be a story around this, you know, and this kid, this, what what's said here, you know, I can in my own head already create a story, you know. I want to be, I want to be, I want to have questions, uh, like Cash said, you know, like, where does this person live, blah, 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 that type of thing. But I don't mind playing a character that's close to me because I want to have an effortless performance. So if if it's, um, uh, as Lolo said, you know, if it's not necessarily relatable to me, then I do hesitate a bit because... Um, take maybe the psychology of a person this is how I understand it that we're all like like squares or uh, cubes and uh, if you want to carve out another personality from your cube then you know you have to like find a way for it to kind of like fit um, but if it's maybe like a little bit out of your cube space or something like that then you know you really got to stretch and that's I mean, it's always fun to do that, but yeah, um, I don't know. Am I giving you guys a good idea of what what yeah, characters then 
can work for me because like I mean I'd love to play Bellatrix the Strange but I don't think I'll be able to <laughs> that's very yeah. cool I, I I like that because we got like three different answers um which is awesome because you get all these like perspectives and like as a, a writer or a director it's like interesting to hear what what like different actors look for when they're reading a script or looking at a character so that's very very interesting if something that like maybe leads on to that, like uh, maybe it leads on to what Cash was saying, like how how do you guys feel about method acting? Uh, are you a method actor? How how do you feel about that? So it's a no for me. Method acting is extraordinarily problematic. I'm not saying it doesn't work, mm -hmm. but I think in order to make it work, there needs to be a specific way that the method acting is being used. Um, and I think very few people in our industry actually know how to use method acting in a way that is safe for the actor and a way that is safe for everybody around the actor. Because people look at method acting and go, oh, my character is an alcoholic, therefore I'm going to drink for three months before I portray the role in order to know what that feels like. But, you know, it's you'd need to know how to do it safely. And I think that's the thing about method acting is that of it being unsafe so it's a no for me uh so yeah no i kind of agree on a no for the method acting but i have found myself sometimes uh, can i say resorting to method acting <laughs> because you know uh, in a way it is a bit easier um like i said previously if you like want to carve out a personality from your own personality then you know you need to bring certain things of yourself forward to be able to create this character and in doing so it's, it sounds a little bit method because you like um finding that part of you that's like a chocoholic or a an alcoholic that that um, then you, you find yourself in the mindset of alcoholism or something like that not that I've played an alcoholic character but yeah um, it, it has happened quite a few times that if if I do play a, an unstable character or just someone that's generally very unhappy with their life and I like get home and I speak to my parents or something like that then they're just like what is wrong with you you know <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, let me just, you know, go just go lift this character off my shoulders quickly. Um, but mm -hmm. I do this without actually knowing that I'm doing it, um, which is, I think, it is quite dangerous because um, if you do get a very extreme character, then I, I don't want to lose myself in a character, you know. Uh, my case when it comes to method, I don't have a yes or a no towards it i guess it also depends on what type of actor you are if you find that method acting actually helps you then go for it uh me personally i i actually want to try it once for a character i just haven't found a character that i, I think i'd be willing to go the method mm -hmm. with it so and in the moment with me, I don't have a no or a yes to it. it just depends on your preference. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and and what works for you, you know, like, and some yeah. people can can just be fine with Utahagen, you know, those those questions, and they can create a whole story in their imagination, um, and that's totally fine. It's just I live myself so into that imaginary world that sometimes I take it with me, and um, you know, as actors, I think we should we should realize that this is a business, you know, this is something that. Yeah we should almost be able to do from nine to five and put it away after five. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that's... not enough stress um, on debriefing. You know what I mean? There's always yeah. the focus on excellent performance, but very few actually speak about the fact that when you get off stage, when you, when the director calls cut um, and it's the end of the day, you need to be able to debrief and find ways of doing that because it can become really, really difficult for you to carry all of these characters with you. And you do do it. People may think that it's, you know, over the top or dramatic, but you do carry characters with you. Um, and you'll realize that you do in the strangest of ways, um, you know, because you've been in this person's body for about eight hours. You know, you're rehearsing for hours and hours a day. And, you know, like Adrian was saying earlier on, like your parents or whoever was with you will ask you, like, what's going on? Like, why are you this way? And you don't feel it because you've been sitting in that character for so long um, and you don't realize it. So it's very, very important, I think, if you're going to be doing something as um, demanding, physically, mentally and emotionally demanding, like method acting, then debriefing is definitely something that you need to make compulsory for yourself mm. most yeah, definitely exactly. i think you bring up a really interesting point because um both kash and agent spoke about well kash talked about spoke about it being dangerous and then it sort of agent spoke about how it's sort of uh difficult to sort of come down from it um or debrief as as you've been saying and i also when i first sort of heard about method acting i was like how is that sustainable in any way? Um, it's like the same thing when people talk about um, creativity and it's like, oh, they can only be creative when they're, you know, in this sort of a state or X, Y, and Z, or they're, when they've, you know, um, been like drinking or something and they've got a very bad um, sort of dangerous attachment to how they create things. And it's like, no, creativity is a muscle and it's something if you're going to be in an industry doing it, it's going to be a job. And you can't just like be like, oh, it's fine. I'm not uh, not going to be creative today or something. It's like, how's that? How are you going to be able to do your work? You know, if, if the method acting is messing up um, how you relate to other people or how you just yeah. function in your normal life, how how is it going to be sustainable at all? Um, well. You bring up a good point. Like I'm just thinking of, you know, you get you get actors that just completely seclude themselves and they don't particularly, maybe they do have a personal life, but it's very small or something like that. And the people that surround them are fine with, you know, mood swings maybe or something. So uh, I just really think it depends on what environment you create for yourself. So, I mean, like I'm not, I'm not particularly creative, um, but I love bringing things to life. So for, for me, um, that's, the, that's my type of creativity, as you, as you said, and I can do that anytime, but as, as method acting, 
as that comes into it, it's it's just like, um, say you're on a film for six months or more, you know, now you make friends with these people in a certain character and then you, the next six months, maybe you're off and you, you know, then you can unload the character um, and then you turn back to maybe your old self and then they're like, oh, but you're actually not as cool as I thought you were. And that for a person in any capacity, I think is just like, is devastating because we all are, we are social creatures and we need to be, um, you know, be able to say, you know, I, I, am accepted in in this group of people that I know or something like that you know yeah. well there is a a Netflix show a French um Netflix series um I think it's called the agency or my agent something along those lines it's basically about a French talent agency and one of the episodes deals with method acting and how these agents have to make this man come out of this character because he went basically from like a man who was living in the woods to playing a businessman and he wouldn't shave and he wouldn't bath and he wouldn't live inside his house. And, you know, it can't, it, so like Mark was saying, like creativity is a muscle. So, you know, for, if for method acting, if you're not able to use the method acting muscle in a way that you can also release, then it can become really, really problematic for you and for people around you because then you become this, like it's great like if you do like a tv series and you're on the same tv series for 20 years you know and you don't have to change but if you are needing to be different and have variety in your work method acting is going to be very difficult because it can take sometimes months to get rid of a character if you've if you've used method acting to to come into it I think this is a very deep conversation and like I've heard <laughs> so much already that I didn't even consider. So like this is really, really cool. But I think uh, if we can move on, um, let's let's sort of talk about, uh, you know, working with a director. Uh, what what is sort of like when you when you're an actor and you're working with a director for, for the first time or working with them again? What is sort of like. What is something that you look for in that sort of relationship? Uh, I would say <laughs> when it comes to having a, like a relationship with the director, uh, most important one for me would be like, you don't want to, you don't want, for me, I wouldn't want that director that wants to have control over everything, especially when it comes to like a performance wise, because you can have like an, a director who, he, he wants you to follow each moment of the script. And then what, when you see it, it doesn't actually work. And so I would say, I just want to, I would say the best act, um, director for me is, I wouldn't say laid back because almost the worst type, but open-minded, open-minded, willing to let go and let the reins go, give the actors the reins and see what they can do with what you've given them. Trust them. That's the word I'm looking for. Trust. That was what I was looking for. Yeah. So I'd say I'm looking for a director that, that, that can trust you as a performer. I've got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> say um, Okay. So let's start off with, uh, I think one of the points was, um, what is it, the relationship with a director, right? Mm -hmm. So um, a good relationship that I, or the relationship that I like with a director is, um, 
being someone that's not afraid to tell me, listen, as I'm working. And uh, mm. someone also that, that will, you know, if I do a good job, then or something unexpected that actually turns out to be pretty good, then they can be like, you know, I actually kind of like that. Let's do one for safety my way, but I like that or something, you know, it doesn't matter if you're not going to use it. I don't care. I just, I would like to kind of feel that I'm appreciated uh, by the director because why else would, why else did you choose me? But you get some directors that are just like, okay, I'm on. I mean, what am I yeah. supposed to do with that? To be like, dude, did you like it or not? I mean, I'm not someone that seeks validation from people all the time. Like, I'm I'm not needy, but um, I'm doing a job here, and a pat on the back every now and again is that that really helps. Um, and uh, yeah, so another thing that it, it can really like sway me into the completely other direction of like I don't ever want to work with this director again is if they act my lines for me <laughs> oh, I hate this because they they're like no do it a little bit more like but I love you right <laughs> you know oh, yeah, I'm yeah. completely exaggerating and then it's like yeah, yeah. Dude, just you know, you can you can help me with my imagination. Like you know, um, if this is a this is a bike that I'm be I've been pedaling it since you gave me the script. If you can just like you know give a little push every now and again with my imagination, then we have a great relationship. And I'm gonna say Yaku is quite good with that. He he really can help build a world in my mind. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's a really good point because. Um, I think some people, some directors don't realize, well, they get into this, in, in the, into this mindset where they think that like the actors are like the puppets there to do exactly what they have in their head, which is probably, you know, oftentimes doesn't even work or it's not even the most interesting exploration of, um, you know, whatever's on the page or whatever can actually be improvised even better, um, so yeah, man, line readings um, annoy me even because it's like it's just bad. It's just bad directing, and <laughs> I hear I hear it so many so many times from um, different actors that they've had such terrible experiences, yeah. and it's just I don't know. I feel like there's this weird like sort of pecking order as well where you sh I think you should be able to create an environment where the actor can even say to you, um, I'm, I don't think I'm getting the best direction from you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And for the, uh, for the director to not have an ego not, and be able to, to realize that and give them something actually um, that they can perform because, you know, an actor isn't there to be a puppet that's not... <laughs> It's not what it's all about, you know. Yeah, and it's it's like uh, if if it's a safe enough space, um, then you know you you can it's it's like a collaboration, you know. If that collaboration is in place, then then the acting is usually spot on, um, yeah. because you know you can also as an actor suggest like, hey, um, you know, I don't quite feel this, you know, maybe just using the direction how about maybe we do it this way and then obviously maybe the the 
the scene itself changes a bit and the director is as a director can make that executive decision to say yes no maybe um and yeah being able to be safe enough to say that yeah but also i think have not have an ego in the fact that to like if the best suggestion if it's the best suggestion that's the one that you go with you know what i mean Mm. i feel like a lot of times a director will like stick with a certain thing just because it's the way they've said it but it's not necessarily like the best idea you know like if if a sound person or any department um were to like suggest something at craft and that's like the best idea you'd be so dumb not to do it <laughs> or at least try yeah. it out like yeah like everyone's there to do the same thing and i think if you create that kind of environment then you're going to end up with the best you know version of that thing I think something for me that I really tried out on this last film that we did with Adrian um, was to just play out the scene before we like shoot it. Um, Because obviously I was staying at the location a day before everybody arrived. So I was like checking it out. How could it work or whatever? But then especially in like uh, the bathroom scene, if you check in in Redacted, I had this whole like thing of how I thought it was going to look towards like the window. And then Adrian walks in and she's like, I wouldn't do that. I would just come sit on this ledge. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then and then we tried it out and I think it worked out way better than anything that I had in my mind. So I'm definitely going to try to do that more on on the next set like I mean like Mark was saying it's like just because I'm the director doesn't mean I know everything. Um I sh- I should be able to decide which is the best idea. But it shouldn't be like just my my way is or the highway. You know what I mean? So that that was yeah. something really cool that I learned on this last set. Yeah, it's like you're you're directing, you're like guiding the performance. You're not telling it where to go. <laughs> you're not saying yeah, director, not dictator. Do that, like yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I also don't understand how that's fun in any way. <laughs> No, it's not. but it's you know you know what I've realized is this is directors that that literally um what they I don't know where it comes comes from I didn't go to directing school um <laughs> but they what they do is they have like a, a like they draw out their scenes like um like this is what this frame is going to look like and this is what this frame is going to look like so they have like a very specific idea of what they want and it's those types of directors that i found that they are very rigid um like i don't mm. mind rigid but uh you hired me for a reason so <laughs> a little bit of mutual respect would be great <laughs> yeah i think sort of i think i i do agree with storyboarding Oh, is that what it's called? Okay, now I know. Yeah. Um, but I think there's definitely room to play within that, you know? You create mm-hmm. a plan so that you can play within that plan, you know? Of course, yeah. No, no, no. Storyboarding um, as, like, the, the biggest example I have of a storyboard is technically like a manga, um, <laughs> no speak, but... Um, you know, if you if you watch sometimes the the anime made from the manga, then it's it's very it, it does it's not necessarily the same because it is 
you know, someone that really draws, but they, you know, they have it maybe something that that makes it flow better or whatever, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> flow is the word I'm looking for. It's If there's flow between the actor and the director and what's going on on set, then all's good. Cash, did you want to add anything? No, yeah, I think I think everything's uh, everything's been covered. You know, <laughs> like just, just trust trust each other, trust the process. You know, make sure that there's a balance. And um, you know, if you're going to be a dictator, make sure the things you're dictating are good enough because everybody's name is on the line and not just yours. Mm, good mm, point. That's yeah. very true. It's very true. You know, how many times have I seen a movie that, like, I can see that is that is something that a director either, like, could have fixed or directed or dictated the act to do. And then everyone is like, oh, it's such bad acting. And I'm like, no, it's not the acting. <laughs> no, because everything else is fine. It's just yeah. like that, yeah. I also think yeah. that uh, a good director can make any person you know look good as an actor not that not that acting is easy i'm not saying that acting is obviously it's a very important art but i think um because i i made this i directed this movie uh in lockdown and i used my brother and it's he's not an actor at all <laughs> like he's he's not he's not so um but then what mark and i were discussing when we wrote the script is that we're going to write it for somebody who's not an actor you know and that meant no dialogue uh, we're not going to give him too much emotions to show. We're just going to, we're going to, you know, use editing techniques to make it look like he's sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I do think that uh, a, a director should know everybody's craft. Obviously, they don't have to do it because that takes years to learn. Um, but I, I think a director can get, if, if a performance is bad, it's probably the director, not the actor. That's what I was trying to get at. Wait, so you're saying that a director shouldn't act? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> shouldn't learn how to act? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying, Mark. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's an inside joke because Mark acted in uh, the first movie that we released this year called Surface Tension. Awesome. And I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to do it because, you know, you can you can be on one side of things giving a direction, but you don't know what it feels like until you're on... On the mm -hmm. other side, mm -hmm. you got to jump I was just on joking. the other side to see. No, I knew you were making it specific. <laughs> I was just <laughs> joking. Joke. No, look, I, I mean, there's like Ben Affleck. I mean, that guy, he's a really good actor. You know, like Argo is still up there as one of my favorite films. And he both directed and acted in that. And it's like, I don't even, I can't even like, you know, look at two things at the same time. It's, it's, uh, it's, yeah. So I, I think... Uh, it's good for a director to know acting, but what I what I meant was, a good director can get a good performance from anybody, and if the performance yeah. is bad, it's oh. usually the director. But not everybody. Um, you get you do get very wooden <laughs> actors. Honestly, okay. I'm sorry. This 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 is something that that sometimes this is it's 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 a very sensitive topic because it, like many people are just like no anyone can be an actor and it's not true because um you know some people just don't understand that you know mm. you're looking for uh you know a, a representation of of you know what happens in 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 real life or how people would really react in that type of situation 
not always, but um, <laughs> okay. But also, <laughs> but also, what I meant was like, um, if you're making a feature film, you're not going to cast a nobody as your lead. You know what I mean? True. Unless that person. But yeah. if you have to use a nobody, then you're going to put them in a smaller role, and you're going to make sure that that role that they're doing is good. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. And yes, part yes. of directing is casting. Yeah, I, I get what you mean, but I don't think you're talking about fame. I think you're just talking about, you know, good casting. Like you can have a film like Roma, for example, and um, they spent, you know, ages casting and then they found um, that performer. I can't remember her name, um, but she's brilliant. But she's a, a sort of quote unquote no name. But, um, you know, I suppose, yeah, casting Amazing, is... Yeah. Yeah, no, casting is extremely important. And that's also something like if you do use a casting director, then you actually have to like, you know, know this, this, uh, the aesthetic of a casting director, because if they um, like choose someone because they're pretty and not necessarily like uh, a particularly good actor for this maybe art film that you're making, then hmm. good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Kashi wanted to say something? Yeah, I just mean in terms of this whole like casting people who are unknown, especially in today's climate with social media. Um, I don't know if Lolo or Adrian, you guys have ever been asked to fill out how many Instagram or Twitter followers you have on a casting sheet before. Yes. Um, you know, and Humble. you so many roles um, that deserve excellent actors will be given to somebody based on their social media following or how much they're able to market a television show um, simply yeah. because they're able to do just that using their following, you know? Um, so it's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's very, it becomes very difficult coming into the industry as a quote unquote nobody because you have to now break through so many other different barriers other than the fact that nobody knows you. Yeah, you can't just be a good actor anymore. You have to, like, I mean, acting was actor. always, yeah, but acting, it, it was always, a, a, there was the, the business side of acting and then there was the acting side of acting. Um, but now it's like as if is the acting, the business and social media and it's like so much bigger than the others. I don't know, it like overshadows almost everything I do these days. Mm. Yeah, it gets frustrating sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I think if it would become like less frustrating, I mean, it's weird for me to make this suggestion, but I think if 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 now because the social media has become an aspect of our careers, if it would become more acceptable for for actors to have an influence on social media, do you know what I mean? I feel like you know people start losing respect for actors who are active on social media and show us what they had for breakfast and all of that jazz. And I think amongst actors in our industry, not even just amongst actors, amongst everyone really, is for it to become more acceptable for that to be an okay thing to do, to be a social media influencer and an actor, mm -hmm. um, because now they come hand in hand and there's no way we can avoid yeah. it. But you know what is also strange? I think um, at the moment, if you see someone that's a social media influencer that's on a movie set or something like that, then you just like you have you have this bias already towards them that oh they just got the role because they've 
they got followers on Instagram. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case. Uh, they might be absolutely fantastic. But uh, then again, you know, that limits them because uh, they have been seen now by maybe thousands and thousands of people that are like, oh, this is great. And, and, and then that's kind of that's kind of where it stops because uh what other director is going to be like okay there are other directors that are going to do it but very few are going to be like you know what um i also want to put my movie out to these specific people that follow this specific actor um or something like that they don't i've never really seen a social media influencer go into acting full-time. They are still a social media influencer, you know? And what do you, what do you think about, just hearing that, what do you think about, um, I don't know, this might be a strange question that doesn't apply, but um, I always think about the sort of identities that people create on social media. Um, and I was thinking about how that may relate to like typecasting. Do you think that a oh, social media influencer absolutely. that creates an identity for themselves online can almost like typecast themselves? Yes. Most definitely. Yeah. That that is that is the one dangerous thing because you can have a social influencer who's known for comedy. Let's say started from vines and everything like that. So now everyone knows this person as a comedic person. And so now when you have movies like we want this person, they're going to bring them in to be funny. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. every movie mm -hmm. they go into next, is just going to be them being that comic relief. Mm -hmm. And which exactly. means typecasting. And in my eyes, typecasting is almost the death of an actor. <laughs> no, if you think about it, someone like Kevin Hart is doing, well, he was doing very well a few years ago, but he's still doing pretty well. And he started as just improvising in comedy. He's big. <laughs> but he also, he always plays the same guy. <laughs> no, but this is my point. Like, okay, so, you know, if you want, if you understand the business side of acting and you realize that, you know, this is a real dangerous trap that I might fall into, you know, just milk it because it's going to mm. happen to maybe 90%, 99% of us. As creatives, we get really upset at the typecasting thing, but as people who need to eat and live, the typecasting thing can be a really good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good you point. Know. Yeah. Where's the onus on sort of defeating the, the typecast? Because whenever I think about typecasting, I always just think about like, uh, I, I don't think it's just a lot of, I think it's a lot of filmmakers just like not being interesting enough. Because um, <laughs> they're, they're if you think about, um, I always think about Adam Sandler in, um, I always thought he, thought he wasn't sort of very good. And then obviously, like Punch Drunk Love, My Rabbit Stories, and um, Uncut Gems, these directors like Paul Thomas Anderson, like saw something in him that other people didn't, and were able mm. to like, you know, cast him in something else, and then mm. be able to like show that range. So, uh, casting, uh, I think typecasting is also like a two-way a two-way street as well because it's True. i suppose it ties into the sort of business side of things of oh you the actor does that thing therefore that's the product that they sell you know that specific thing so i suppose it's also like a 
yeah, as you say, the business side kind of affects it. Yeah, no, it. But, but you have a, but it's a also good, a good point thing, there. As you say, because, you know, got to eat. <laughs> got to eat, you know. But also, but, if you, but look, if you yeah. sorry, um, I'm just thinking of, you know, these platforms that we have now Netflix, Showmax, uh, HBO, which you can't get in South Africa. Um, they all, they all, invest some you know some amount of money into the directors that they or you know someone pitches something to them and then they're like yes here's money make it and then you know it can turn out absolutely fantastic or it can not turn out that great but the guarantee of you actually getting viewers on those platforms are pretty big I mean box office isn't really a thing anymore it's it's not that you know we all go into the movies any you know to to watch the release of the next Star Wars or whatever, you know we can see it online, um, and uh, in a way that gives us some some freedom to make more. Um, but then the, as as Mark said, the thing comes in again is you know creatives are becoming lazy because there's so much, and we just want to create more and generate more and now we like oh okay you know we know that's a good actor um for this type of role but just bring them in maybe let's move on to acting sort of education did you it's a sort of two-parter i suppose uh did you study acting and do you believe it is necessary to study uh, acting to become an actor? Yes and yes. Cool. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> no, I don't want to know why. Uh, yes, I studied acting. I went to university to study acting. I studied acting at WITS, um, graduated this year, or if you can call it a graduation, because, you know, the Rona still yeah. very touchy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, yes, a lot of there are a lot of people in the industry who just walked into it and hadn't gone to a class a day in their lives. Um, and I mean, that's in it. It's like a luxury and a curse because luxury in the sense that you didn't have to spend four years being yelled at by a lecturer who was going to be an actor and then didn't make it and then had to become a lecturer. (laughs) (laughs) But then on the other hand, it's also a curse because there are a lot of things about the industry that acting school will teach you. Um, Etiquette and all of those things, um, you know, that you learn in acting school that you need and if you're learning on the job it can become very dangerous because your career could stop because you don't know something um especially now when the film industry is moving super fast um we can be extraordinarily grateful that there are schools like after um oak fields you know all of those colleges who are definitely ahead of the curve in terms of acting and filmmaking and things like that that you know Walking into an in, walking into a film set now, I think if you don't know about it and you just love acting, would be extremely intimidating. Now, I don't know how you guys feel, but I would find it extremely intimidating if I didn't if if I just saw it on TV and was like, oh my god, I can do that, and then did it, and then was like, you know, it would be really scary. No, most definitely. And uh, for mine, I would say yes, I did have, I did go to 
university to learn how, well, yeah, to learn how to act. And in terms of whether it's important to go to schooling for acting, it's, for me, it's like in the middle. So in terms of well, what Cash said, in terms of etiquette and everything like that, I'd say it's really important to go to a school so they can teach all of that. But in terms of the acting aspect, I wouldn't say you need to go to school, but you do need to practice. It is something that you need to practice. You can't expect yourself to like, you know what? I want to do that. And then you go in and you can't expect yourself to be amazing. Yeah. So I'd say it's just the practice. Make sure you're prepared. That's that's what I would say. Yeah. Like, I mean, in, in oh, sorry. Uh, answer the first question. Yes, I did go to school, but not as long as you guys. I only did a year. Um, in America. And, <laughs> in America. <laughs> but it's not, I mean, it's it's acting school and they taught me a lot. It was in New York. So, you know, it was very also very fast paced and I got a lot of exposure. So, uh, yeah. Um, but I am also like kind of stuck in the middle on that because it really depends on who you are. You could be someone with like, like a lick of talent maybe. And then you go on to a film set, but you've got really like, you learn things very, very quickly and you're not like easily intimidated or something like that. You can actually go pretty far. Um, because as Yaku said, you know, uh, if you're a good director, um, and a good editor, you can make anyone almost look good. Um, so honestly, like half of this industry is based on luck. Um, you know, were you there at the right time? You know, did the right person see you? Um, and then you can be someone with so much talent. Like you're a Meryl Streep out of the box and you don't have to go to university, but then, you know, maybe you're a bit shy and... Uh, things like you know you just can't get your foot in the door and then you'll never be discovered so I really think it's uh, like school gives you that that foot in the door because it uh, you know it depends on also what school you go to that if someone hears the name Juilliard then they're like oh yes I mean it doesn't mean you're a good actor but they're like Juilliard please <laughs> it's so, the name yeah exactly and um i just think it 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 can help you but it can also be detrimental sometimes to go to school for for four years to just uh learn something you already know um, yeah it definitely can be dangerous um going to school for as for a very long time because a lot of the times, especially if you're in a very traditionalist art school, um, they're going to teach you the old stuff. And then you're going to walk out and not know the new stuff. <laughs> or yeah. you know, you're going to consider yourself to be this heavy theater, you know, like I only work on stage <laughs> type of actor when that's not where that's not where your livelihood is coming from. You know, so school, I mean, school's good, but like it also depends on where you go, I think, as well. If you are looking into going into acting school, do a lot, a lot of research about where you're trying, what you want to get out of the acting school so that you know where you're yeah. going. Because if you're yeah. going to go to a place for the name, you're not really going to get the tools that you need. No, you that's, that's true. Be, yeah. It can become so tricky, you know. Yeah, but if you if you're doing acting in the first place, you must believe in yourself somehow, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so if you go and study 
um, at a university and you committed to those four years, then, um, you know, you you really have to weigh it up for yourself. I feel like, <laughs> am I committed to four years of schooling where I, um, you know, I'm going to go to school, meaning my off time is my off time and I'm going to have a ball and all that type of stuff. Or are you going to, are you going to start from the get go and make this your job? My school's part of my job. Like I'm up at six, I'm going to bed at 11 or 12 or something like that. And I'm, I'm looking for jobs in the industry while I'm going to school, because that's also possible. You know, um, you're going to an acting school and people can, uh, your lecturers, if they reasonable and they're not petty or jealous, then they can go like, Oh yeah, no, you know, this actually seems like a, a pretty good opportunity. Do it. You know, we'll maybe because you can get an extension on your exam or something like that. Mm-hmm. Another thing to look into why I think, I don't know, you guys who went to AFTA or to colleges would be able to answer this, but universities are very, very stringent on whether or not you can work during your studies. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, they're not yeah. particularly with the us, university, no. The university I went to did not allow that, um, you know, so it's four years of school and it's not four years of school I and mean, then you can come in with a note from a director saying that you got into a TV commercial or you got into this, that, or the other thing, you know, you really have to know the requirements of where you, where you're going to be able to make the most out of it for yourself and for your education. You you sort of want to go waste 50,000 rand a year and not be there because you're working. Mm. That's a good point. And you said, um, make the most out of it and that was my answer to because we answer we ask uh, all the sort of different departments about film school and um, then someone asked me and then it's I think it's exactly that it's uh, what you make out of it because um, and also I do think the other is uh, after specifically I think it is detrimental to work uh, obviously some people do and you can like on the weekends and stuff but um, there were a lot of people who did and then they got, um, you know, like a commercial or something and then they like just missed out. And after doesn't, uh, that's, uh, that's not a good enough reason. Um, I mean, and I did. They, they won't be at meetings and they won't be. But I, I think Yaku, yeah, you, you work during honours and I think honours is a little bit different. It's a little more lax, it's a little more sort of part-time-ish. Um, True, know, but I also I also did a, a thing during in, in third year, where I I was the sound recorder on one of uh, five five FM's Mash Labs, and uh, I was gonna miss uh, a Friday, and then it was gonna go into a Saturday. But that Friday that I was gonna miss was literally three of my Valor pitches, um, <laughs> which is like the for everybody who doesn't know, that's literally where you pitch your project to the to like a board and then they like give you feedback and give you the green lights or not. And uh, so I had to go through a bunch of um, people, eventually got to the dean and um, they said, yeah, well, you know, we're not going to stop you from making money, um, but also we can't not let you be there. And then what ended up happening is I just like recorded myself doing my pitch as a video and then they just played it at the pitch. So... It wasn't really, in that sense, they like, they were really open to it. 
Um, but I think also it's it's different when you do it once and we do it the whole time. Yeah, no, that's very true. Like it, I must say, um, listening to listening to you all, it's it was a bit different uh, in New York because the people that go to school there, uh, we we weren't like. I mean, it was serious. Obviously, like you're paying a heck of a lot of money to be there. Um, but it's also, you know, if you got an opportunity to work, then then you should just like talk to your teachers or something like that. But me as an international student, I wasn't allowed to work unless I got a work visa. So um, I, I couldn't anyway. But there were uh, children or people from students. Uh, <laughs> students thank you <laughs> from america itself that that got jobs and they they just they were like okay um i am here all the rest of the time um i'm gonna take this week off and this is like the max of my absences um but the that was okay because you know you're allowed to have this many absences or something like that um yeah. True. And I mean, I don't know if you, if you guys ever did this, but like I would skip class every now and then. <laughs> um, and like, I feel like it's the same. You just don't tell them and then you don't pitch up for that one class and you just go do the job and then you catch up. Um, is that just me? Is that just me? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I never skipped a class. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think as an actor, as an actor, you don't want to miss anything. Like, like those days where you literally like you wake up, you're like, there's ten minutes until I need to be in class. Like you, you don't shower, you go because <laughs> <laughs> that was like uh, for me. I remember that happened to me quite a few times. I wasn't sleeping in a particularly fantastic uh, place or living in a fant fantastic place, so sleep was sometimes very elusive, um, and that almost impacted my school my schooling because I got a lot of lates um but I was if you if you absent then you, you really missed something you you know you could learn something from someone else's performance why would you miss that and yeah here's this opportunity that you are paying for to learn with other people and you know learn from someone that's maybe in the industry themselves um that, that was how it was at my school so yeah no uh, it's it's not something you can just catch up because they don't record anything. <laughs> Fair enough. True. Cool. Uh, I think we need to start wrapping up. Uh, let's talk about COVID. <laughs> how, how how has the industry changed for you guys since everything happened um, and people were locked locked down? I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, like, even I went back to Bloemfontein thinking, oh, it's just going to be <laughs> three weeks and then I'm going to come back. And then it just lasted forever. Um, how how's, how's your sort of experience been being actors looking for work in a, in a global pandemic? Well, I would first say being an actor during this pandemic, when it started, jobs were lost, like, like gigs were lost, like, Poof, gone. And uh, recently, I would say it's starting to kind of get better now. I am seems like I am managing to find some gigs, but like in the middle, it was it was dead quiet. I'm sure we can all agree on that one. It was dead quiet 
anywhere. And so fingers crossed that, you know, after 2020 is done, I don't know, it, it will become a little easier. That's all I can say. Um, I don't know, for me, it was just the pandemic was a huge eye opener. I mean, yes, I did finish varsity with the intention of being an actor. But for the sake of an income, I started the uh, teaching. And I was teaching full time. Um, and so what the pandemic brought for me was the realization that if this is what I want to do, I need to actually have the time to do it and not go into a full-time, you know, it's great to have a full-time job and everything, but then I studied, I spent four years studying essentially my dream and wasn't doing it. So the yeah. pandemic definitely showed me that, you know, if I want to do this thing, then I have to actually do this thing and not use lack of finances or anything else as an excuse not to do the thing. Um, it's been a huge experience bring light was gotten um you know self-taping auditions i don't know how you guys feel about those have been a huge eye opener i hate watching myself so i've had to learn to do that um my coaching essentially coaching my family on how to read in for me um it's been a team effort in my household <laughs> you know <laughs> to make this acting thing work um so yeah it's been it's been a big adjustment but i think a good one um because it's where the world has been forced, especially South Africa, has been forced to go into a direction it would have taken a long time to go into, um, you know, with regards to self-tapes and so on and so forth. So at least now with the pandemic, we've all been pushed right into the deep end and we're all swimming. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't know the, uh, the, the industry really before um, the pandemic, if I can say it like that, because I, I was here for about three months and then the pandemic happened. So I wasn't really like in any, I didn't do any work or anything like that. So I was mostly still like, do I want to go back to New York or do that type of, I was not in a, I was in limbo. So when the pandemic happened, I was like, okay, well, this is what happens when you procrastinate. Um, <laughs> like the world shuts down like on you. The biggest, the biggest <laughs> karma in the wall. <laughs> right that's really how I felt so um for me I was uh with this pandemic I was really um I was reading a lot of plays and screen uh screenplays um and yeah no that that was a a whole nother part of it uh like learning for me once again because like as an actor yes you read plays and stuff like that but you read what you're interested in and I was like I have to do something for my job because if you don't know the literature and what everyone's talking about, then you're going to be like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> and you're just going to be a pretty face once again. You know, uh, it's like in any industry, really, if, if someone's talking to you about what, this specific thing that like everyone else knows and you're the only dimwit that doesn't, then sorry for you. Um, yeah, so uh, it's not really a lot to do with the industry, but it was quite isolated in New York as well, similar to what it is here now in the, in the sense that, you know, you've got to do everything yourself. You've got to put up your own content and um, 
promote yourself not that i'm particularly good at that i i am very very bad on social media and whatnot but join the club yeah. <laughs> yeah. there have been so many courses as well during lockdown yeah about like social media and all of those things and it's so difficult to brand yourself as an because now you need to be a brand you can't just be an actor you have to be a brand what is your brand and you never thought you needed to have one but now you do and then the brand you want is already taken it's just (laughs) true so okay so then leading from that right um and this will be the final question what is something that you want to say either to yourself right now or to other people sort of feeling the way that you're feeling um just some inspiring words for other actors maybe south africa maybe around the world so what is what is something that you're telling yourself during this time as motivation uh i'd say the most important one is believe in myself i gotta i gotta believe in my dream believe in that what i am doing isn't a waste of my time and everything like that i just I just tell myself that it was a choice you made and you're going to stick with it through mm-hmm. thick and thin you you're, you're married to this you're married to it and this this is one thing you, you don't want to let go yeah. exactly yeah, and this is and and it also comes back to uh well, it will come back to me as it's a dream of mine and i know if i don't carry on with this dream and if i just let it go i don't think i'll be extremely happy because i'm living with this thought that i let go of a dream let go of who i could have been so i'd say the biggest advice would be just to believe in yourself and trust in what you're doing it's not a waste of time the big t word yeah trust. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think another thing is wanting it. You know, you have to want to do it. Acting, you know, a lot of actors will say to you, oh, I did it because I didn't know what else to do at Varsity. You know, I did it because, you know, I helped someone with the project and then the gigs kept coming. But they kept doing it because they wanted to do it. Yeah. You have to want to do it. It's very hard. You will sp- like spend years auditioning and losing roles and watching people get the roles you thought you were going to get and you keep going because you want to do it. And if you're genuinely sitting there going I don't want to do this thing, then you have to stop. You know, yeah, you can do side gigs and do this teaching and you know whatever it else that you need to do to keep a livelihood but in to keep acting you have to want to do it that is so true yeah um i think it um many times like i've had many people ask me you know like uh where were you the last two years and i said i was in new york and acting and then they'd be like oh wow that's so great that's amazing and i'm like uh okay sure i mean it was just like it was experience it was school um and you know the, many people keep, then they say no but no but other people uh, wouldn't do that they're not brave enough or something like that and i'm like no you know if you make that decision like you are going to go and do this thing you're going to spend 
almost a million rand just to go overseas and study a little bit or something like that. Or you're going to spend that 50,000 rand a year and you're going to study acting or you're going to put your time into this. Then, yeah, as Cash said, you you got to want it. So I think my inspirational words is like, ask yourself, is this something that you really want to do because acting is not just it's not just fun it's not games or it's not fame it is hard work it is humiliating work sometimes so are you strong enough in yourself to be able to be like you know hell yeah bring it on and and walk that path with yourself because you're not walking it with anyone else and Mm -hmm. and look at yourself in the mirror each day and say I'm, I can still do this. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just that question of, of like, do I want to? <laughs> so yeah. it, it's not particularly inspiring, but you know, if you can tell that to yourself, uh, you will feel inspired because wanting to do anything, I think for an, a, an, a, a person with an actor uh, inclination or personality is like, that's it's already sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's very essentially looking at it as as an actor, you're willing to do over I don't know how many fifty essentially interviews a year. You know, no other industry has that. You know, a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, uh, a teacher aren't going to go on as many job interviews as an actor, and. That is essentially what we do every single time we audition is going on a brand new job interview with a newly printed CV and, you know, when to go and have your ID documents certified and your matric certified. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot to do that every single time when you're going on a new job interview every single time and you keep not getting jobs or you, or you get them and you don't get them. You have to want to, you have to want to suffer like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, that's yeah. true. It yeah. is uh, almost like suffering. And you know what? It's not just auditions. I feel like it. I feel like it's literally every interaction I have with people. It's like, mm. um, you know, where they ask, everyone asks you these days, oh, so what do you do? And you're like, oh, I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> And then you haven't yeah. done anything for the whole year because no one understands that it's a pandemic and it's impossible to do <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. No one's accepting. No one's like, come on now. Yeah. And then they yeah. do stuff like, hey, do it are. on your phone and Instagram. So, we are. Oh, yeah, but, but you are the exception. <laughs> but also we're not like, paying, so I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for actors, like, honestly, sometimes if it's a good if it's a good job and it's not paying, do it. Seriously. Yeah. If you want to, like... If you, if you know the people you're working with or the story is good that, and stuff like that, you know, you will gain so much by just having that experience. And, you know, right now, maybe I've gotten a few contacts um, from this movie that we did with Yaku in the, the last few weeks. Is, um, you know, people have said, this is great. You know, would you like to work on something else with us or something like that? So it's like... And I did it for free and it was grueling work. I mean, I was, I was dead after that. So uh, halfway through that, I was like, why am I doing this? Oh, wait. I know why I'm doing this. <laughs> awesome. Cool, guys. I think let's wrap it up there. That was, that was really cool. Um, thank you guys so much. I, I, this was a really fun conversation. I think we all learned a lot. I'm sure everybody who lis- who's listening learned a lot or watching. Uh, 
so yeah thanks so much for for coming through i really do appreciate it thank you so much yeah <laughs> it was great thanks for looking right. yeah so yeah i think until next time see you guys Thank you. Bye. 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 Nice Bye. to meet you, Cash. Nice to meet you, Lolo. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you all. And that's it for this conversation about acting. Thanks so much to Cash, Adrian, and Lolo for participating in such a great conversation. And thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to see more from us, you can head on over to youtube.com slash looppictures or our website, looppictures.com. We release new videos every Tuesday and every Friday with a new short film on the first Friday of every month. So it would be really cool to see you over there. But until next time, go out there, stay safe, and make your movie.